Are you recording now? Recording. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. Alright, well, let's get into it. I don't wanna beat around the bush this week. I'll beat that bush to death. <laughs> Um, welcome to This Is Gonna Sound Weird, our Halloween special. It's so spooky. We're both wearing spooky t-shirts. That's true. Uh, Taylor's wearing a Hocus Pocus shirt. It is my, one of my prized possessions. If you follow us on Instagram, you've already seen me post a, like, pic of it weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Sydney's wearing a, um, little Charlie Brown t-shirt. It's got, um... Them dressed up as different little characters. It's real cute. Like a little trick-or-treating. It's got Snoopy on a pumpkin. I like it. I like it. Um, It reminds me, I listened to another podcast this week. Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. They read funny reviews. Well, anyways, one of them read a review of uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas. And the person who read the review was like a little teenager. And she was saying that Charlie Brown Christmas, not Christmas, Halloween is um, too sexual for her to watch. <laughs> and the bullying it's, it's was P- too bad. It's PG, is it not? Yeah, well, she said that two of the characters were really being sexy with each other. Uh, I, I think it was Lucy and somebody well, else. I get, I get that. Lucy's a bad bitch, so. But, yeah. So, don't show that to your kids. It may be too sexual for them to oh handle. Oh, my God. I don't it's too any... sexual. Take that shirt off. I don't... <laughs> I don't have any kids, so I don't have to worry about it. Well, thank God. Although, I did go. I took my nephews to a goat farm yesterday, and we carved oh. pumpkins with goats. So, like, you, they give you a pumpkin, and then you can carve it, and then the goats come up, and they eat, like, the pumpkin guts. Right, oh, right out of your hands. We roasted some pumpkin seeds last weekend. They were pretty good. You know, I got a pumpkin sitting on my porch. I haven't done anything with it. And, you know, it's a crisp fucking 85 degrees today. So it's probably <laughs> cooking on the porch right now. Well, I have four pumpkins on my porch that have been carved. And uh, I don't think they're going to make it too far. I'm no. going to be honest. But I'm like, this I waited. I felt like. in the south. <sighs> Whatever. It is hot, and I got a spooky Halloween sweater. I will wear it the day before Halloween, because I don't give a fuck. I think it's supposed to be colder, though. Whatever. This is not a, this is not a podcast about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Just, despite how vague the, the title may be. We've clearly, uh, you know how, when you, when you can't come up with any small talk, you just talk about the weather <laughs> with people you don't know. That's what it's come to. Yeah, well, goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That was all. All right, well, this week... For our Halloween special. <laughs> Spooky. Um, we are reading Urban Legends. Dun, dun, dun. So it's a little bit different this week. Uh, we're going to do multiple little stories. Ha, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <all. laughs> uh, so I'm going to let... Do you want to go first? you want me to go first? It don't matter. Uh, let's see. My first one is like... I don't know. My first one's not that long. All right. So you go You go first and then and we'll go back and forth. Okay. My first one. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read you the sources for everything I'm gonna say today up top, okay? Alright. Um so onlyinyourstate.com, ten chilling urban legends from North Carolina, in the newsweek.com, Wikipedia, all this interesting.com and history.com. So that's for all the shit I'm gonna say today. Every single thing, like every single word out of my mouth I took from these I plagiarized it. <laughs> I just plagiarized but it's not plagiarism thing. because I cited I my sources. Cited it. 
Okay. So my first one is an urban legend from North Carolina. Oh, I've been there before. I have to. It takes place in Western North Carolina. I've okay. been there once, maybe twice. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah you came when you came up to my house. Okay. So here we go. In the 1870s, there was a farmer named George Feller who lived in McDowell County, North Carolina, with his wife named Kathy. Uh, at this time in North Carolina, farming was one of the main sources of income for the families in the region. And also, people that lived in the mountains at this time were pretty poor, you know. So they were farming, eating what they farmed. I would say that they're still quite poor, from what I have experienced. <laughs> Uh, however, Kathy suffered from chronic asthma, and so she wasn't able to help George on the farm. Sounds like an excuse to me. I've got asthma. I can't help you hoe the corn. Well, listen, I have asthma, and they still made me do the mile run in middle school. Yeah, I love people who do have asthma, and that is an excuse to not do any physical activity ever. You know what? I don't know. I don't have asthma. I got the inhaler. You have asthma, so you can speak on this issue. I got, yeah, I'm here to say it ain't that bad. Fake news. (laughs) (laughs) It's not real. Um, And so she was unable to help George on the farm because of her fake asthma. Um, (laughs) So George had to do pretty much all the work by himself. And Kathy's condition, though, apparently got worse and worse as time went on. Because, you know, I guess this way back in the day, she didn't have no inhaler. When she had some attacks, she just got a, I don't know. Brandon used Try to, to say, breathe. Brandon used to, used to have asthma when he was a little kid. And he used to say that Coke, he'd drink like a Coke, and that would help. I'm not really sure. Uh, well, now he, now he vapes, so. Well. Is, is that asthma? How's I it? couldn't say. Well, he, you know, some people have like childhood asthma and they grow out of it. Mm-hmm. That's what he claims he had. Fake news is all I gotta say. Um, so one night George appeared at his neighbor's door and he was crying and asking the neighbor for help. And George said that his wife had had a terrible asthma attack. And since the nearest doctor was like miles and miles away, he needed help immediately. So when they arrived back to George's house, they found Kathy dead and her infant son was curled up next to her body. So died via asthma attack. So you know what? You shit it on her and here we, here we are. She's dead. Um, well, this happened a long time ago, so she probably would have died yeah, regardless. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Um, so, as you do in small towns, the whole town came together to help with Kathy's funeral after this, you know, just terrible tragedy. And on the day of the funeral, the tradition was that a group of mourners would walk behind the wagon carrying her coffin. And it was like a four-mile journey, probably taking her to like her grave site or whatever. So, like, they had the coffin on a wagon, and I guess people were walking behind her crying... For four miles? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how else she gonna get there. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I maybe you know they had like one cemetery like out at the, or they now this I'm picturing them parading her through town. That sounds odd, but I'm really not that, sure. You know, that's what I'm also thinking. So who knows? I mean, if it's a small town, yeah, I don't know. What else you gotta do? Nothing. Farm, I guess. Um, and so they, as they were traveling through um, the town, they encountered a man on a horse who, was, who wouldn't let them pass. And he told the mourners, he said, quote, you cannot bury this woman. She has been murdered. Oh, shit. Dun, dun, dun. And I said, the crowd was shook. <laughs> <laughs> she was murdered by asthma. <laughs> um, and so then the man said, quote, I don't know any of you. I live in Yancey County. But I had a dream last night that on my way into McDowell County, I would meet the funeral procession of a woman killed by her husband. Dun, dun, dun. So maybe not the asthma. (laughs) 
Then he said, this is the party that I saw in my dream. The same carriage, the same coffin. Unless you have an examination made, you leave me no choice but to tell the law. So basically he's like, I'm gonna call the law. He's like, you need to get this shit checked into. Don't bury this lady yet. And so and they're every, like, we've already walked four miles. We've already walked four miles. There's no turning back. So everyone was in disbelief. Some thought that this man was straight up crazy. Others couldn't argue with the fact, though, that the stranger did somehow know that the person in the coffin was a young woman. Because, you know, he didn't know who was in there. Um, and so while the crowd was shook, they decided that the right thing to do was to have the body examined. Even though George, Kathy's husband, was like, no, I don't want that to happen. Which, you know, I guess at this time the town really could take it into their own hands, you know, angry mobs and shit Mm -hmm. if he really didn't want it. But upon examining Kathy's body, it was determined that she had died from pressure applied to the outside of her body, not from the asthma within. Oh, no. So, somebody killed her. So, turns out, Kathy was murdered. After this, it did not take long for George to admit that the night before Kathy's death, the two of them had a terrible fight and he says in a fit of rage, he strangled his wife with a leather strap. And after confessing, George was hanged. So, while this legend says it may or may not be true, it's a legend. It is just a great Smoky Mountain legend, which I love the, I love the great Smoky Mountains. Um, and also, I wrote, I'm sure that many stories um, similar to this of husband killing their wives and actually getting away with it back in the day exist. So, that was the story of the man who had a spooky dream and got a woman's murder solved. Well, you know, the title doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> doesn't not. <laughs> I think uh, we'll, we'll have to rebrand it. But I liked it because I like dreams. And I think sometimes my dreams can tell the future. That's true. But <clears throat> I don't really have to. I don't really have too much to go off of. That's just a thought that I have. I have a lot of thoughts that I go off of. So. Really? I haven't ever thought a thought in my life. <laughs> That was my first story, okay? God. I'm going to tell you my sources for okay. mine. So, again, just like you, for all the stories. Okay. So, I got Wikipedia, The Business Standard, Liveabout.com, Snopes.com, Fandom.com, Channel Zero, which is on YouTube. Okay. WWAY TV News Channel 3. <laughs> uh, what uh, called, it's a YouTube channel called What Culture? Okay. Never watched those videos. You pretty good. Uh, and then uh, WLUK TV Fox Eleven. A lot of news. A lot of news sources. Yeah, I really did my research on these. I'm glad. Hard hitting facts. <laughs> All right. So my first story is entitled "Killer in the Backseat." Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. All right. So this girl stops for gas late one night on her way home. After pumping her gas, she got back in her car and headed home. After a while, she notices a truck following behind her, but initially didn't think anything of it. It was a bu- like a backcountry road, so you know, like, mm-hmm. like Lord, the other day I was driving to your house and I was behind Brandon <laughs> for like ten miles. You know what I mean? Look, if you're on a backcountry road, you just gotta book it and hope you don't get murdered. So she just assumed, you know, maybe they're headed the same way I am. But after a while, she expects the truck to turn off somewhere, but they keep following her. When she would speed up, they would speed up. When she would slow down, the truck would slow down. Soon, the truck starts to turn on their high beams, and Mm -hmm. and the girl's car is flooded with light. And the truck would leave it on for about a minute, and then they turned it off. So the girl starts to get kind of freaked out. So she starts speeding up to outrun the car. 
The truck turns on their high beams again and then back off. The girl starts picking up speed, trying to like outrun the truck, um, but they're like right on there, right on her tail, and they're continually flashing their high beams behind her. <clears throat> I'd be calling a popo right about this point. Well, this is an urban legend. So. That's true. Also, though, if you're on a back road, you may not be able to call the popo if you have AT and T like me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, finally, the girl pulls into her driveway and runs into her house, screaming for her parents to call the police. The truck pulls into her driveway right behind her, and the guy driving the truck jumps out of his car with a gun in his hand. Oh, great. Soon, the police arrive, and the man in the truck explains that there is a man with a knife crouched behind the driver's seat of the girl's car. Police search the car, and sure enough, they find a man crouched behind the driver's seat with a knife the truck driver explains to police that he saw a man slip into the girl's car while she was stopped for gas and the driver was worried about the girl so he decided to follow her and each time the man in the back seat would like lift his knife to like attack the girl he would flash his high beams and the man would crouch back down which i just like my thing is i'm like you're trying to kill someone and you think that killing the driver of a vehicle on the highway <laughs> is going to turn out good for you? Yeah, because you're probably going to die as well. <laughs> yeah. Or at least get badly injured. So, I, I, you're probably thinking, is there, any, is there any truth to this? Well, this story has been around and freaking out women since the 1960s. And you know... You're right. You know my ass. I will check the back seat before I get in a car. Which I drive like a little sedan, so it's not too hard. But when I drove a SUV, Lord, I'd be checking the trunk. Well, this this like actual specific scenario was when I first got my car at like 16, I was terrified of this like every night. So I would... In my dance studio, we parked in the back, which was very sketchy, and there was no lights behind it, like in a big, like, mall complex, like a rundown mall. So every night, we would all run to our cars and check the back seat when we would get in to make sure there was nobody there. And then sometimes, when I was driving home late at night, I was always like, if there's a car following me, what do I do? Do I just keep driving? Like, because I'm like, I don't want to pull into my house because I don't want them to know I don't want them to Yes. So the fact that in this story, the girl pulls in, I was like, I would never do never. that. Never. I would have just kept going and going and going until I could get them off my trail. <laughs> uh, but I always have checked my backseat. Now, I have, like, I did know, like, I've heard of people, a girl we went to college with, this happened to her. Mm. But it was like, that's the thing. It's like, if someone's going to crash in your backseat. What are the odds they're going to wait for you to pick up some speed and get going to attack you? True. Because I've heard of it where someone's, like, crouched in someone's backseat when they get in. That's when they, like, put a gun to your head and they're like, you're going to ah. drive me to where I want you to go. Yikes. You know what I mean? They make, yeah. might, they might drive, make you, like, drive to an ATM. But uh, in the 1960s, a man in New York City had stopped to pick up some coffee uh, and while he was away from his car, a man had slipped into the back seat. Now, the man who had snuck into the car did not realize that the car belonged to a police officer. <laughs> so he sat in the back seat oh. with a knife ready to, you know, kill whoever owned the car. And he was uh-huh. going to steal the keys from him. Well, when the police officer got back to his car, he opened up the back seat. Uh, yep. And uh, what did he find? A man with a knife. So he shot him dead. Oh, well, that didn't work out for him too well. Now, the this legend has been featured uh, in the original uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, yeah. Entitled High Beams and has gone on to inspire movie scenes like the one in the original Halloween. You know, 
I know I'm not talking to you, Taylor. I know I'm, t- uh-huh. I know I'm looking at you, but let's talk to the listeners okay. when, I, when I say this next thing. You know in the original Halloween movie where uh, the girl gets in the car and she like is in the garage and the window's kind of foggy and then she kind of like wipes the 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 fog and then michael myers is in the back seat yeah. and he gets her <laughs> so that's the scene i'm talking about never heard of it <laughs> i mean like like is with all movies with me i've watched parts of it for sure so probably never the whole thing yeah so that is the story of the killer in the back seat that's so spooky. Which that actually is spooky because that actually was one of my fears. I'm not as scared it's of it anymore. It's still kind of a fear of mine, but... Not as much anymore. But it used to be. Like, when I first got a car, I was real scared. Also, I was, like, really a scaredy cat. I was always a scaredy cat my whole life. So, when I started driving, like, a car, you know, you're, like, by yourself a lot. And I did live out in the country. So, like, when I would drive home from dance at, like, 9 o'clock, it was dark. I'd have to drive, like, 20 minutes down all these backcountry roads. Luckily, I ain't never hit no deer. Knock on wood. Lord. Yeah. Stepdad hit plenty of deer, though. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Rick. <laughs> it would be always early in the morning, though. I think the deers really like to get riled up early in the morning and run across the road. Lord. Well, that did not turn out well for them. No, it did not. But thank you for that story. You're welcome. Okay. Check your back seat before you get in today. Oh, I will. I always do. I check it now before I get in the car. I check it uh, because when I go to get in the car, like, the back seat light will turn on, so mm-hmm. I might as well give her a peek. Okay. So this next one, I like, it's kind of an urban legend, but, like, kind of not, but I also just liked it. So, here, it was on a website when I looked up urban legends. So, it is the ghost town of Lake Lanier, which is in Georgia, if any, if you've heard of it. In Georgia. So, this kind of begins oddly. So, this has really come on the radar of, like, a lot of people recently because a TikToker by the name of Jay Bailey said there are three places you should never visit when you go to Georgia. And they say that all three of them... The Coke factory? The Coca-Cola factory? I've been there. (laughs) Actually, it was kind of fun. I also went to the aquarium, and if you like aquariums, they got whales, beluga whales. Yeah, how they get them there? I have no idea. How much water do you think they use? A lot. They put on a show while we were there, and they all started shitting. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) I did, because they were, like, swimming around doing their little show, and then all of a sudden they started shitting, and they're white. And so, like, it was clear (laughs) what was happening. (laughs) So, yeah, that was fun. (laughs) <laughs> you pay extra for that sort of entertainment? I did not. That came. That just came with it. But, like, for real, that aquarium is huge. We had to wait in, like, a massive line to get in there that day. Um, but we did go to the Coca-Cola factory while we were there. Um, I got my friend the shittiest, like, gift you could get her from the gift store, which was just, like, a pencil and a notebook. <laughs> she was like, get me a present. And I, I was no. like, I asked my dad. I was like, you think she'll like this? And, of course, your dad's like, oh, yeah, I'm sure she'll like it. It was a shitty present. Sorry, Kylie. Anyways, so they, okay, this person on TikTok says that there are three places you should never go to in Georgia, and they say that all three of them are Lake Lanier. (laughs) (laughs) And then they go on to say, I guess in the TikTok, I should have watched it, I don't know why I didn't watch it, but they say it's literally full of dead bodies. I think I've seen that TikTok. And they're like, they'll just come up and get you. Yes, and so this TikTok got over like 1.3 million views in a week, and so, you know, people were like, what the fuck? So, the story behind Lake Lanier is actually kind of spooky, 
The lake is located in northern Georgia, about 60 miles from Atlanta, and is the largest lake in the state. It was created in 1957, and in order to flood the area to create the lake, the U.S. government displaced over 700 families and also relocated 20 cemeteries, including the bodies. Mm. And I wrote, bad fucking idea. Bad vibes. And if you've ever watched the show on Netflix, um, oh shit, I can't remember the name. Yeah, I've seen it. It's like a drug, it's like about a drug operation. Anyway, Is it like a documentary? No, I'll think about it. Everybody watches it. People are screaming the name right now. I can't remember. If I think of it. Is it the one... Based in Mexico, or is it no, based in the United States? It's based in the United States. It's like in Missouri, Missouri, or something. Anyways, in that show, basically one of the huge tensions is that one of these like big drug families is pissed because their family got pushed out when they created a lake, and so they're just like all angry about this. So that's how I'm picturing these people who got displaced. They are just like searing and seething with anger. Um, However, they were not able to remove all of the grave sites whenever they, uh, you know. That's what happens when the government decides to do something. They cut corners. (laughs) So, some of the graves and bodies still remain submerged under the lake. And this is when some of the legends began that Lake Lanier is haunted. And along with the graves still being under the lake, most of the buildings and structures and roads were flooded and remain intact under the lake. Which, if... I think I've mentioned on this show, this show, this podcast, that in my hometown, Lake Lure was made the same way. Mm-hmm. And so I was always scared when I jumped in that a church steeple would poke me in the butt. It never did. Um, and so annually, about 7 million people visit the lake. And over the years, over 600 people have died in the lake. And they... Well, from, like, bacteria infection? Uh, I think, you know, general lake stuff. You know, just like weird stuff happens, which like, I feel like a like lot of people... Betty White feeds some crocodiles and eats yeah. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's said that the lake is up to 80 to 100 feet, so searching for the missing bodies is very difficult. And so a lot of them don't get recovered, unfortunately. And a diver at the lake said that sometimes when he would dive, he could feel body parts in the lake. He said, you reach out into the dark and you feel an arm or a leg that doesn't move. You ain't gonna catch my ass in this lake. He also notes that these bodies in the bottom of the lake have never been able to be laid to rest, indicating that the lake is probably haunted. And in 2019, two boaters went missing on the lake, and some wondered whether these missing boaters had to do with the hauntings of the lake. One body was found, um, and then the rescue effort had to be turned into a search for the other body. Um, It didn't say if it was located, but based on the past, probably not. And some hauntings, like, around the lake include the Lady of the Lake, who's a ghost that walks the Dawsonville Highway Bridge. And then there's another story of a college student who most likely drowned herself in the lake. And along with that, the tale, there is a tale that alleges that 88 people died in 1903 on the lake and still, they all still haunt the lake to this day. Um... Wait, Wait, that'll make it... That doesn't make sense. It wasn't made until 1957. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, but I was like, maybe I misheard. So you think maybe they died on the property and then then they got flooded? That's what I think. Okay. Or I typed in the wrong number. This is You think 2008? No, I don't know. Anyways, apparently there's 88 people behind this lake, okay? Um, When they died, we don't know. 
Anyways, basically everybody says that this lake has got some bad juju and if you go here, you may find a body part. Well, I guess I just won't go there. I'll go to the aquarium and see some little shit themselves. <laughs> Which, this is also funny because I don't watch many YouTubers. There's only, like, one girl I watch. And one of the last Christmas, she worked at a hotel. It's like a hotel elf. Uh-huh. Um, and the hotel was, like, called something of Lake Lanier. Mm-hmm. And so, when in, on her videos, she would drive, like, over the bridge, over the lakes. And whenever she was, like, doing that, like, the whole place honestly to me had a weird vibe even over the youtube screen mm-hmm. and i didn't know about this yet and so i was like makes sense so if you live in georgia don't go to lake lanier you might touch a body part i just don't trust lakes in general um like larger lakes like you know like we got a tiny little lake in my town you know what i mean mm-hmm. you can see clear across it you know what i mean it's yeah. very small yeah. it's to the point it's like a a one mile loop around it you know but anything that's super big, like, I've seen videos where people are like, don't go to Lake Michigan. It don't add up. And it's like, Lake Michigan has, like, the most, like, it has more water. It has, like, enough water. It could flood, like, all of the United States if it wanted to. Well, whenever I went to Wisconsin, like, a while ago, and I was, like, in middle school, we went to, you know, they, they got all them lakes up there. I can't remember what lake the it Great was. Great Lakes. Yeah, I don't know which lake it was. But we went to this little town called Sheboygan for no other reason than the fact that it was called Sheboygan. There's nothing there. I mean, I if mean, you live there, I'm sure you like it. But there's no tourist attractions. There's no reason why tourists would need to go to Sheboygan. So we went. And, uh, <laughs> than it is kind of a fun yeah. name. So the only thing we really could do was go look out on the lake. We went out and onto this little lake beach. I'm telling you, there was more dead little fishes than I'd ever seen in my whole life. Like, scattering the whole beach and just, like, floating in the water. It was disgusting. And I was like, you will never catch my ass in that. I hate lake swimming. Something don't add up there. I mean, I'm from the beach, so obviously I don't trust lakes. I mean, I also don't trust the ocean. I trust the ocean. I don't trust lakes. I'm scared I'm going to get a brain-eating amoeba. Yeah, like, I trust the ocean, but, like, I also, like... You know, I like to sit out on the beach when I dip my toes in. But, you know, you won't catch me doing any sort of, like, deep sea diving or something. No, I'm not about all that. Um, But I don't trust lakes. I am worried about the brain-eating amoeba. And I just, I'm like, it just don't. To me, I'm like, the salt water in the ocean is self-cleaning. Yeah. Lakes are gross. They are very disgusting. I mean, Lake Lure in my hometown, we just call it Lake Sewer. So, (laughs) it's fucking nasty. Come visit. It's nasty. Uh, all right, so my next story is entitled The Hook or The Hook Man. Uh, different titles. Okay, okay. So, the story goes, a young teenage couple, they're parked at Lover's Lane one night. Oh. They're a little smoochy. Um, when all of a sudden, a news broadcast comes across the radio. The announcer warns listeners that a convicted murder with a hook for a hand has just escaped from the state's insane asylum. Uh, and urges residents to contact police if they spot anyone matching the description. Well, the girl gets freaked out, you know, rightfully so, because the asylum is located just a few miles from where they are parked. Conveniently. So, (laughs) she wants to go home, which, you know, I get that. Uh, No boy would be taking me to the woods. I'd be like, he's going to kill me, first off. Yeah, for real. Don't take me to lover's lanes. Mm -mm. So, well, the boy, he doesn't want to go home, obviously. He's trying. He's trying to smash. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so he just, he locks the doors. You know, he's trying to, oh, he's, trying to he's trying to get her back in the mood. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's fine, baby. I'm here. No. You know, I've got, I've got the doors locked. You're going to come get us. But the girl, she is super freaked out. She's like, no, I need to go home now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get it. She's scared. So the guy, he's all pissed. He peels out of the parking lot. They drive home. Well, when the girl gets out of her car, the car, she starts screaming because there is a bloody hook <laughs> hanging from the door handle. No. And that is the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> I thought in that story he killed them. <laughs> okay, so in that story, there. Okay, I've heard it different ways. This is the way I heard it originally because I distinctly remember when I heard it, like when I was younger, we were like a sleepover and someone told us that creepy story. I literally went, and then what happened? You know what I mean? And they were like, "That's it." And I was like, "Well, that wasn't very good." Um, but I have also heard like another version of the story where. The boy, like, goes out, you know, they they hear, like, some rustling or something outside the car. And so he, like, goes out and, you know, tries to take a look. And the girl's freaked out. She's sitting in the car. And she starts hearing, like, kind of, like, scraping mm-hmm. on the roof of the car. And uh, and when she gets out, it's her boyfriend who's been hung and hits his feet kind of dangling from the top of uh, the car. Well, that's terrible. So that that's another version of the story, but... That the way I told it is the one that I originally heard, <laughs> and so some origins of that story. Uh, it did gain popularity in the 1950s and 60s, which like most urban legends, yeah. Did uh, there was nothing else to do, I guess, in the 50s and 60s and make up and some stories. stories. Uh, so the story clearly is meant to deter teenagers from sexing. Ex- yes, exactly. So trying to prevent them from smashing. So there is. Uh, some symbolism with the fact that the killer has a hook for a hand and you know they're trying to hook up you know <laughs> or i've also uh, read that like the boy's trying to sink his hooks into the girl because he's like trying i don't know i don't like that either but i put it in there sounds gross and then the radio is supposed to act as a sort of voice of consciousness mm-hmm. uh and then the hook man story has gone on to inspire one of uh an excellent film. It's not really that great, but okay. I'll tell it. Uh, it's I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, which, yes. you know, I have watched that movie. <laughs> if, you, if you have, if you, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know, I'm from the beach. Um, so there is, I'm from the beach of North Carolina. Uh, so there is a smaller town a little bit outside of my town called Southport. It's like a cute, just a real cute little town. Uh, they have a, a really excellent Fourth of July festival. So when whenever Corona go on and get y'all need to go down to Southport because they do it up they have a parade and everything. Oh, sure. um, but the movie I know what you did last summer was filmed in Southport, which oh. I think is why I watched that at such a young age because my dad was like this was filmed right down the street and I was like that's great I'm seven. Oh you know yeah. what I mean like if, if it happened near you it's fine. Yeah, uh, it came out in 1986. It's got a all star cast. It's got Freddie Prince Jr. My first love. Okay. Sarah Michelle Geller. Okay, yes. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. And I think his name is Ryan Phillips. Or Ryan Phelps. Phelps. You know, the, I can't help. The guy who married Re- um, Reese Witherspoon. Y'all know who the fuck mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, it's like... the it's And again, it's in the it's happening during 4th of July. Because why is Southport 4th of July festival? People getting killed by a hook, man. It's, it's pretty good. 
Uh, and then uh, there's also a movie called Lover's Lane. It also inspired a story in the original kids' book, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh-huh. You know, if you listen to, if you read Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark as a child, you listen to true crime now. True. I feel like, I probably read them. I guess. I don't know. Okay, so when I was a kid, my dad really more read me, like, he read me scary, like, stories, but they were ones that he would have read, like, back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And so, real old, he would always read me this one about these witches with some two toads. <gasps> yes, I know exactly. You know what I'm talking about? I know about. what you're talking about. And then there was one in there about a giant and some chicken pox. He would also read me this one. This book was, like, fucking falling apart but it was about this it was kind of like a little raccoon and his friend and the raccoon's friend it was a raccoon and a skunk and then the skunk dressed up as a ghost come scare the raccoon and he scared him it was kind of cute uh but yeah it was really old and it's falling apart but my dad read me spooky stories so i think that's why i like spooky stuff yeah my dad just like didn't understand like i think he took like movie ratings as like just a, a suggestion he'd be like oh rated r yeah, it's fine. If it's a classic, you can watch it. Yeah, my dad'd be like, "Well, I'm watching it with you, so it's the Green Mile, and you're six. Go ahead and watch it. You'll be scarred for life. I can't watch the Green Mile No, because it's awful. Uh, it is awful. It's awful even as an adult. The rat part when he died and the rat was lonely. That part really got me, especially since that happened after he was burnt to death. Terrible movie. If you've never watched the Green Mile, don't even waste your time or energy. It's not one of Tom Hanks' better films. It's terrible. Watch uh, Forrest Gump. Yes. Please watch that instead. Or watch, I do like that one movie uh, with him and Meg Ryan and they, they email him back and forth. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what that was I watched, uh You Got Mail, but I also enjoy it. My mom likes Sleepless in Seattle better, but I yeah. like You Got Mail just a little bit better. Well, I'm a Forrest Gump gal. I like it because you can really pick it up at any part of the movie and then turn it off and it doesn't really matter. This is true. <clears throat> okay. That was a great story. Thank you. This is my last one. Aww. <laughs> okay, so this is the, I guess it's a legend. I'll call it a legend. Mm-hmm. Of Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of her? Yeah. <laughs> so, Bloody, if, if you don't know, Bloody Mary is known as a legend of a ghost or phantom or spirit that when conjured up is said to reveal the future. She is said to appear. I didn't know that part. I didn't know that part. I've never actually successfully completed the ritual. which is what they call it so she's said to appear in a mirror when her name is chanted repeatedly and many of you probably played bloody mary like in elementary school middle school i know i sure did we go in the bathroom i would always get scared we would never actually do the whole thing because if i did see something in the mirror i would just die Die immediately um and so my personal version was that you would say bloody mary three times in a row in dark bathroom and then look in the mirror but i said i never actually looked in the mirror even if we said it three times i would refuse to look in the mirror also, I had brothers that liked to scare me, so they would all try to get, like, I don't know, I had, like, five brothers, four brothers, however many, so we would all go in the bathroom, and one of them would be like, Bloody Mary, and then before, like, we could finish, somebody would be like, stop, please stop, and, like, go <laughs> running out of the bathroom into the living room, and my mom would be like, what is going on? <laughs> I still remember one time when we did it, we were, like, so close to finishing, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go through with it this time. My, like, middle brother, Mason, screamed the, like, loudest screech you have ever heard in your life, (laughs) and ran out of the bathroom. (laughs) My mom was tired of our shit. (laughs) Anyways, 
So, there are variations on the legend, and depending on which one you believe, the Bloody Mary apparition can be benign or malevolent. I always took it as her being malevolent. I did too. So, one of the historical rituals that is said to be related to Bloody Mary is that when there would be this ritual where young women would walk backwards up a flight of stairs holding a candle and a hand mirror. So, they'd be like holding a candle in one hand and like a mirror in the other hand. Mm -hmm. And... While doing this, the woman was supposed to be able to catch a glimpse of her future husband's face in the mirror. But there was also a chance if that if they did this, that they would um, see the Grim Reaper, which would indicate that they would actually die before they had a chance to get married. Oh, man. So I don't know if that meant, like, if you did it, you're taking a chance. Like, the Grim Reaper may decide to just get you. You know, like... Well, the Grim Reaper would get me if I walked upstairs backwards because I'd probably <laughs> fall down the stairs down. and die. And so it seems that what survived from that ritual today is that when she appears to you in the mirror, she's supposed to tell you your future. Which, damn, if I had known that when I was a little kid, maybe I would have... I mean, if your future's death, though, it's still yeah, not... That's pretty bad. Not I mean, everybody's future's death at some point. Not me. What if when I was little, it would have showed me Brandon's face in the mirror? You'd have been like, ooh. Boys. <laughs> Boys are gross. They have cooties. And so, based on this interpretation, Bloody Mary is said to appear in modern rituals when a group of people are together in a dimly lit room. Some traditions said that you're supposed to chant her name 13 times, which that's a lot. That's too much. I would have had a heart attack by then. <laughs> Some say three, but the apparition of Bloody Mary is said to appear, that she can appear as a corpse, a witch, or a ghost. I just want you to know that I spelled witch with k and ghost chost just gonna throw that out <laughs> and that she could be friendly or evil and sometimes she's covered in blood um i mean bloody mary i guess and mm-hmm. the legend is that when the apparition appears she may scream at you curse at you strangle you oh, shit. steal your soul drink your blood or scratch your eyes out and I said, I have heard the scratch your eyes out. And I said, IDK with the nice one does. <laughs> so, like, I mean, you're really taking a chance. Is she going <laughs> to fuck your ass up? Because, like, okay, best case scenario, she screams at you and curses at you. Worst case scenario, she, she, really she strangles cool. you, steals your soul, scratches your eyes, and drinks your blood. <laughs> I that's mean, too much. That's too much. Uh, yes. <laughs> go I'm going to go on record as saying that's too much. I know. And so most people refer to this apparition as Bloody Mary, and some also refer to her as Hail Mary or Mary Worth. Now, there's another interpretation of Bloody Mary legend. And this one I kind of knew of mm-hmm. a little bit is that she's based on Queen Mary the First. Yes, I was hoping you would touch on this. Yes, well, this is the first Queen Regent of England. So Mary was born in 1516 and was the daughter of King Henry VIII. And Catherine of Aragon. Now, I'm not going to give you a whole rundown of King Henry VIII. We know that he was a shitty dude. Mm-hmm. He killed people. Women, mostly. So, when Mary was a teen, she was plagued with terrible menstrual pains and irregular cycles. Weren't we all? God <laughs> bless her. Get the bitch a mite all. I know. And so, which would later be attributed to her physical and psychological stress. And because she, she would also have really bad bouts of depression, and you know when you're like really stressed out and you have like mm-hmm. like other problems, you're like your your cycles just all messed up. And so despite all of this, all this you know depression and all this, you know she was going through it. She did take the throne and got married and also got pregnant, which was her greatest wish. 
So Mary started displaying usual pregnancy symptoms such as, you know, swelling boobies, uh, growing, her belly started growing, but rumors started to spread that her pregnancy was actually false. So when the day came for the baby to come on May 9th, it did not come. And at first they thought it was just a miscalculation because, I mean, at this time, I feel it's pretty hard to know exactly when you get pregnant or not, which at Mm -hmm. the same time I'm like... She probably wasn't sexing all that much, if I'm going to be honest. No, I mean, I couldn't not say. she's always on her period. Yeah, so. She can't get in the mood. So, this was, that was May night when the baby was supposed to come. They waited and waited and until, until like, late May. And all of a sudden, her belly started to shrink <gasps> as if she had never been pregnant. And she was incredibly sad and thought that God was punishing her. And later in her life, she believed that she was pregnant again. But at this point, her husband did not even believe her. And her case is now known as one of the f- most famous um, like cases of pseudosysis. I don't think I said that right. Which basically means phantom pregnancy. Uh-huh. Because apparently, which you, you may have known this, but some women can literally like make themselves think they're pregnant so much that their body will mimic pregnancy symptoms like it's like a thing that Um, happens yes it's very much um when i convince myself that i am sick and i'm like oh god i feel like yes but it's like Like you you start giving yourself uh like symptoms like an extreme version and basically she was just so determined to become pregnant because it was her like main like goal in life is that her body tricked itself into believing it and symptoms actually manifested and she even stopped having her periods like all of it which I'm gonna go. I feel like she probably had like ovarian issues. Uh, you think maybe, uh, wasn't and that's that? why she probably had so many problems. And so maybe she knew like deep down that she probably wasn't gonna be able to get pregnant like for real. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, she died at the age of 42, presumably from ovarian cancer. Now, Mary was the first ever queen to rule England in her own right and became known as Bloody Mary. Now. I thought that she was named Bloody Mary, maybe after I read this first part, because of all her period problems. <laughs> that was not the case. It's like, have you ever seen, well, I'm, I don't know why I'm asking you this. Have you ever seen, well, maybe, because you you like Stephen King. You ever watch Carrie? You uh, know, when she gets, yeah. her, she gets her period, uh-huh. and then they decide to dump blood, blood on, on her. her. Yeah. Is it like that? Well, apparently not. Um, she was apparently named Bloody Mary because of her terrible persecution of Protestant heretics who she burned at the stake in the hundreds. I did know that. I knew she had killed like a lot I, of people. You know, I feel like I did know that. But then when I was reading her story, I felt like bad for her. But then I was like, oh, yeah. She also she killed a lot of people. Yeah. But then I felt bad because she could not have no babies. Eh. Babies are overrated. But she wanted a baby. Um, and so today. She could have. She should have just taken one. She could have stole one, but it ain't the same, I guess. For her, she wanted. She won't. She didn't want just some old peasant's baby. She wanted that own royal baby from her own. From incest, probably. Yeah, probably. I couldn't say that. May, that may be why she had. I. You know what? I ain't gonna talk shit over. I ain't gonna talk shit of them peasants' babies. They was probably just fine, but I am gonna say that she probably wanted her own baby. Mm. I, you know what? I was not part of the royal family. If you can believe it. I am shocked to find this out. I'm only friends with you because I thought you were royal. Yeah. And so today, when this is like, this leads into the Bloody Mary ritual that has gone back to her. So today when people participate in the Bloody Mary game slash ritual, 
to see um, the Bloody Mary, you must be in a dark bathroom with a single lit candle and look into the mirror and chant her name three times. So same kind of deal. But this ghost is said to be of her and it's said to appear. Sometimes she'll be holding a dead baby when she appears. And other times she will promise that she will come after your own baby. And those are the two stories of the legend behind Bloody Mary. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm probably not going to do Bloody Mary. No, no. Uh, I distinctly remember, so my mom would send me to, you know, like summer camps. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I did a day camp at the Tumble Gym or like the gymnastics Uh place um, by my house. And so it was like all day. So, you know, after a while, they just sort of like let you have free play. You can go jump on the trampoline Mm -hmm. or something. I... I don't know, it was like five or six, and I desperately wanted to hang out with the middle schoolers. Yeah, I wanted to hang out with them. I just thought they were so cool and so funny. Um, <laughs> now, you wouldn't catch me dead near a middle schooler because they're scary. But, I, but I, I wouldn't be a bad bitch. So I was like, uh-huh. I'm hang out with these middle schoolers. Well, they decided they were going to do Bloody Mary. No. And they were really fucking with me because, <laughs> you know, we went to this bathroom, they did it, uh, and then we, they, everyone got scared and we ran out, and they were like, I think it worked. So then <laughs> what ended up happening is we, we're, we're doing it, we're, but we had the lights on. We were doing blue uh-huh. And then some one of them turned off the lights no. and had taken hand soap from the hand soap dispenser and had slapped it on the <laughs> mirror and, like, dragged it down. So then when the lights came back up, there was, like, soapy handprints <laughs> on the on the mirror. And I just could not get it together. Oh my they God. were like, oh, my God. Which, you know, I mean, like, they were really given on a production. I will give it to them. They were like, this little girl thinks she want to hang out with us. I mean, I still wanted to hang out with them because they were just too cool. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, that's my experience with Bloody Mary. Um, I've never wanted to do it again. I've done it a lot. We did it. We had a lot. Okay, so this is, like, very weird. When, when I was in fourth grade and my old shitty elementary school, um, they said they were going to do a lock-in with the whole class, like, overnight, spending the, spend the night party. And so, one of my stepbrothers was in my grade, and he was trying to be a badass that day, and so he was like, I'm going to go to the girls' bathroom, because it was like nighttime. We weren't in school. We were like literally just having a party. He's like, I'm going to go in the girls' bathroom, and at first we were like, ooh, you're going to go in the girls' bathroom? He's like, yeah, I'm going to go in there and do Bloody Mary if anybody wants to come. <laughs> Hell yeah. And actually, he probably was like, I'm going to do Bloody Mary, because he was real tiny. Now he's got like big old muscles. Anyways, so I was like, yeah, I'll go. I'm your sister or whatever. So we all went in there. And he starts doing it. And the bathroom is even scarier because, like, the stalls are all, like, it's painted black. The whole bitch is painted black. And so we started doing it. And he got halfway through. And then all of us were like, stop it, please stop. And then we just ran the fuck down the hallway. And all the teachers and the parents that were there, like, you know, like, trying to coordinate this whole thing were like, what's happening? <laughs> we're like, Maddie's in the girls' bathroom. <laughs> so that was, um, I distinctly remember that one because I was trying to act cool because I was like, whatever, I don't care. And then I got I got scared and ran. <laughs> yeah, you won't catch me doing it. No. Also, that school was so scary because the day before, somebody had literally broke into the school and slept there overnight. Oh, shit. Um, and so I was like, should we really have a bunch of fourth graders running around here spinning spinning the night? I guess they, still, and they thought it was a good idea. Yeah, like, yeah. It's already planned. Mm, fuck it. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh now, my final story is not really, it's kind of a story, but it's not a story, but it's kind of a story. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you've probably heard, like, kind of, like, talk or, like, legends of people being buried alive. 
Yes, I've, so I've heard. Sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that they would wake up, like, in their coffin. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone would think they were dead. Uh, I know it's a huge worry of mine, specifically. Uh, you, I, first of all, I don't want to be buried. I think it's a waste. I would like to be buried in, like become fertilizer with the ground yes like don't give me that fancy box put me in like on a tree farm and i'll fertilize it for you yeah um or you know cremate me and scatter my ashes at disney world whichever works for you all right i'll scatter we've already talked about this it's getting scattered on the haunted mansion yeah i'm flexible you knew on jungle cruise (laughs) (laughs) that would be so odd the skipper's like trying to make jokes and they're like what wait 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 wait, wait. hey sir can you just like stop right here i really i need to spread my friend's ashes and she had a speech she wanted me to give while we were here (laughs) (laughs) um um, yes but that is always a concern of mine well you know again y'all y'all know where i live or where i'm from Mm -hmm. um so being from the coast of north carolina i'm gonna give you a little story um from my the hometown of North Carolina. Okay. Or sorry, fuck me. The hometown of no. Wilmington, North <laughs> Carolina. <laughs> okay. okay, so our story begins in 19... Oh, sorry, 1739. Mm. That's a distinction. <laughs> uh, 1739, when St. James Episcopal Church was built. And with it, a cemetery. Now, while we're on the topic, if you don't know the difference between a cemetery and a graveyard... A cemetery is, like, attached to a church, and oh. a graveyard is not. I did not know that. Oh, so that's a, little, that's a little bit of fun fact for you. Uh, anyways, in 1810, a man named Samuel Jocelyn had gotten in an argument with his wife. So, you know, he's like, bye, bitch. So mm-hmm. he gets on horseback, and he's he, he's, he rides off because he's trying to blow off some steam. Well, that really wasn't the best idea because it was the middle of the night, and, you know, it was going to be completely dark. Mm-hmm. And horses don't have headlights. And so no street like, lights. Yeah. So, uh, the next day, his body is found. Mm. He had been thrown off his horse and his body, because it was in the middle of the winter, he had been thrown into, like, the swampy waters of Honey Island Swamp. And mm-hmm. then he had become frozen by the cold water. Oh, Mm. Um, so his body was brought back to Wilmington and was buried at St. James Cemetery. Well, several days after the funeral, one of Samuel's friends claimed to be visited by Samuel's ghost. Mm. And his ghost had pleaded for his body to be dug back up. Like, every night, he would wake up and the ghost of his friend, Samuel, would be, like, leaning over him and he'd be like, dig up my body. Oh, you know. So after a while, he's like, "Damn, I guess I'll fucking yeah, okay, all right, damn." Um, finally, it was decided that Samuel's body would be dug up. Well, once they opened the coffin, everyone was shocked to discover scratch marks on the inside no. of the coffin, no. and Samuel's fingers had been like worn down to the bone, like he had tried to claw his way through, and he had unfortunately, I guess. Because his body had kind of, like, frozen. Mm-hmm. It made him appear to be more dead. And then when he, I guess when he thawed out, he, <laughs> he woke up. Um, so, uh, he did die in the coffin because no. he, he had suffocated. But this was the first recorded report of someone being buried alive in the United States. Mm. However, this had become a common occurrence in Europe. 
Mm-hmm. In fact, it had become such common, like a common occurrence, um, that it became a practice that whenever you would die, they would tie a string to your wrist, mm-hmm. and then that string would be attached to a little bell that would be out like mm-hmm. on the ground. And then family members and friends would take turns, like, sleeping and, like, hanging out by your grave for the first couple days. And that way, if you woke up, you would kind of ring the bell and they would dig you back up. And that is where the term dead ringer comes from. Hmm. Now, there's your thinking. You know, this ain't, this ain't a big deal. That happened 200 years ago. Uh-huh. No, shit like this don't happen. Wrong. Yikes. Like, literally a few years ago, a, oh man, a man in Mississippi woke up in a body bag at a funeral home. Uh, so, the people at the funeral home were about to embalm him uh, when, all of a sudden, his legs started to move. Which, you know, they probably about shitted their pants. I would have shitted myself. Uh, so, it uh, turns out, what, what officials think happened is that his pacemaker had stopped working and then had started back up. Oh, so he, like, didn't have, like, a pulse because he had, like, a pacemaker? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, surely. Oh, Lord. Can, in what? In, this like, is, 2017 or whatever? In 2017, we don't have other ways to determine if a man is dead. I know. Other than, I mean. Checking his pulse? pulse yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, Especially if you know the man has a pacemaker. Yeah. But. That shit was wild. And that, evidently that has happened other times where, oh, like, God. you know, at, like, um, coroner's offices, they'll have, like, that kind of, like, I don't know, like, filing cabinet of dead yes, bodies. Just show them on in there and, and pull so them pe- out. People will, like, wake up oh. in, like, that sort of, like, uh-huh. metal box. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I, I would just, oh, my I God. Would, I would just go ahead and die then. I would simply die if I was working and then a person who I thought was dead woke no. up. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, though, if you're, like, a great, not a, like, a funeral director, at some point, you, there's you, got to be something. You're like, that would be kind of cool if it did happen. Because you have to be prepared for it at all times, right? I have no idea. I would, I could never, never like a funeral director person i hate going to funeral homes i do not like the practice of looking at a dead body Mm-mm. i don't need to look at them with makeup on they're dead they're dead we know they're in the box just close it i just hate the whole idea of a funeral and the fucking receiving line you can straight the, fuck off. the receiving of friends can kiss my ass yeah um f- don't if if someone in my family dies don't don't come up. Don't even talk to me. Don't look at me. I know. Um, unless you really know me and you want to come up and say, hey, sorry. but if Bring you, me a casserole. But, you know, if you, if somebody, like at my granddad's funeral, bitches that knew him but didn't fucking know my mom, I was like, you want to come up and say, uh, who are you? Who are you? Someone <laughs> yes. asked my mom. Uh, he, he was like, I went to your grandfather's church. Who are you? And I was like. This is Carol. His fucking daughter. His daughter. Yes. I hate the receiving of friends when I die. We will not have one. Also, I think it's dumb that you even have one because guess what? Person's dead. The receiving of friends is for family. I guess if the family really wants a bunch of randos showing up, that's fine. Mm-mm. I do not. The last time I went to a funeral, somebody told me I looked good in my dress and I was like, this is not appropriate. This is a funeral. Don't tell me I look good in my dress. One time I went to a funeral, and I, I think it's because I was, we're, we're both raised Southern. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my head, I am like, you better show up. 
to a fucking funeral in navy black black or if you really in a pinch you know dark dark grays dark dark brown or dark dark brown those are your only options true i went to a funeral one time (laughs) and lord people were dressed like they were going to church (laughs) they were wearing pastels and shit i was like oh god I was like, this is ridiculous. Which, I do not want anyone at my funeral. I just don't even want, like, a big funeral. Just, like, close friends and family only. Like, I don't need strangers. If you talk shit about me during life, keep talking shit in death. Don't come to my funeral. Do not. (laughs) Don't come and try to eat the deviled eggs at the damn reception. If there's deviled eggs at my reception, y'all can fuck off. Chicken nugs, french fries. That's about it. Coke. Sundrop. A course light. Course light. <laughs> pour one out for me. Honestly, <laughs> if I die and somebody insists on opening my casket, you better pour a course light over my body. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it for me. Sydney will be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just pour I'll throw a keg in there for you if you get thirsty. God. Alright. Well, that was the Halloween special. So spooky. I'm spooked. I'm going to have to check the back seat of my car when I get back in. Well, it's daylight, so hopefully it'll be all right. You don't ever know. See, but that's when they'll catch you. They'll catch you slipping in the daylight. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you for listening. We hope you have a happy Halloween. Halloween. Let us know if you uh, if you do Bloody Mary and you die. What happened? Yeah, tell us your Bloody let, Mary let stories. Yeah. And you well, die. <laughs> if you die and they get buried alive, let us know. If she scru- if she claws your eyes out, please let me know. Please have your friend send us an email because I feel like it would probably be hard for you to send an email oh without no eyes. But yeah, if you got any spooky stories, you know, send us an email. This is gonna sound weird at gmail.com and you know maybe maybe we'll read your story. Uh, on the on the podcast and you know what if we do you'll get a free sticker you will and next week our theme is going to be southern murders mm-hmm. that could be south any way you want to take it i mean south south new jersey sure probably not is it below the mason dixon line do you count that i don't know i don't know i think virginia is not the south but virginians would probably come at me for that i, I think parts of virginia are the south and other parts are not I feel like if it's close to DC, it ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Gonna Sound Weird Pod. We post stuff on there frequently. Um, We also have Twitter. It's just Gonna Sound Weird. We post less frequently. And uh, join our Facebook group. We share memes. We talk about crime. You know. I share at least one meme a day, probably multiple. <laughs> this is true. I'm trying to keep the content in there for the people. I know what they want. They want memes. They want memes and nothing else. Also, we know how to say meme by the way oh yes we we've talked about this on the podcast we will talk like we don't know how to speak proper english um but i do i, I do. do know how to speak it. i know it's meme not okay. mimi but i think mimi's funnier it is funnier uh it's the same thing when you, you know i talk about uh like scissors and i say scissors yes. i know that it is scissors yes so anyways get off our back God. Also, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. That would be fantastic. We would love that. Just give us five stars and say something nice. You can just say, I like it. (laughs) Um, Tolerable. Yes. Anyways, is that it? That's it. All right. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.